welcome everybody to the Tarot Power Soul Club. I am the creator of the Tarot Power Soul Club. Um, this is our spot on Clubhouse where we elevate and electrify all of the conversation around spiritual tools, especially divinatory tools like Tarot, Oracle and the Akashic Record. We are over 2,000 members strong, and I'm so happy to welcome you all today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Don't forget to tap the little green chateau up in the corner. And y'all know me, I'm Halleck Yuhanna. I am your friendly neighborhood tarot card reader, and I am thrilled to be here today uh, for room number two in a six-part series on cartomancy meets tarot two beautiful forms of divination two that we really want you all to get into and we're just thrilled that y'all are here i hope everyone has downloaded their um, study guide and welcome welcome again and i'm going to hand it over to my amazing co-host um seer bayo seer good morning Good morning and grand rising. I'm so happy to be here today on the second episode of Cardamancy Meets Tarot. My name is Sir Bale. For those who don't know me, I am a podcaster as well, hoodoo doctor, teacher, philosopher, as well as a master cardamancer. I love cardamancy. I love to teach it to other people, but I love tarot as well. I love Halicue, and I'm so happy to be here and share space with you all to drop some gems and also to bridge the gap and be one of the founders, Halicue and I, of bridging the gap between these two beautiful divination systems. We want to elevate cardamancy as well as we want to elevate tarot. But most importantly, we want to bring forth the similarities so that you guys can become much better cardamancers and tarot readers so y'all today on episode two of cartomancy meets tarot we want to introduce y'all to the divine masculine of each of the respective divination systems of cartomancy and tarot it's actually something that's very very similar as it relates to cartomancy and tarot um and that's the elevation of the divine feminine archetypes we talk so much about the queens um but today we're going to be talking about the divine masculine um we want to give light and and elevate the divine masculine and i am thrilled to be talking about it today today on cardamancy meets tarot we're going to introduce and reintroduce some of you to the king of cups as well as the king of hearts as always our goal and primary focus is to showcase the similarities of cardamancy and tarot also we want to encourage and empower each and every last one of you to take your divination skills to the next level. So grab your tarot decks, grab your cardamancy decks, get your journals and your study guides. It's time for cardamancy to meet tarot. Well, see, I think since I started last week, I would love for you to get us started um, with uh, the cardamancy card that we're going to be working with today, the Ace of Hearts. Am I right about that? It's the king of hearts. The king today. of hearts. Okay, right <laughs> on. the Oh, that's right. We're talking about the kings. The kings today. We are talking about the king of hearts. So I love, first and foremost, let me just say that I'm glad that we decided to start off with the kings because there is 
a common trend of always elevating the divine feminine. And we love the divine feminine. We, we love our queens. We are so gracious to have the divine feminine in our life. But I do think that as it speaks to cardamancy and tarot, one of these similarities, I believe the queens of the major arcana, they're glamorous. They're glamorous. They're fun. They're glamorous. They are interesting. They are every last one of the imageries, no matter what deck you use when it comes to the kings. I'm sorry, the queens. The imagery is so captivating and it just, it grabs you. So I think most of the time we always run to the queens first when it comes to the major arcana. Because like I said, the queens are, that's what they're, they're the glamour girls. That's what I call them. They're the glamour girls of the deck. But the kings play a significant role, uh, in my opinion, a significant role of groundedness, logic, protection. And in the cardamancy deck, in my classes, and when I teach this to my students, the king, in my opinion, I look at him as one person. He is transforming from one king to the next. And his final stage of elevation, in my opinion, would be the King of Hearts. Now, the King of Hearts is a very, very important role in the Cardamancy Major Arcana. As If you look at my profile, I posted four different pictures, versions of the King of Hearts, because hopefully he will, one of those versions will stick out to you. Hopefully the Soothsayer version will stick out to you the most, but he tells such a, an amazing story. But before I get into his story, let's talk about his family or where he comes from. He's in heart. The hearts in the cardamancy deck, they are associated with the element of water. The hearts are the good guys, in my opinion, when it comes to <laughs> the cardamancy deck. Like if, 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 if there were, if there was a, the Joneses in the Car cardamancy deck, it would definitely be the hearts. Everyone wants to keep up with the, with the Joneses. It would be the hearts. One thing that we love about the hearts is they are easy to understand. Most beginning cardamancers, even though I don't encourage this, they tend to want to learn the hearts first because that's where all of the the good stuff and the love and it's just it's an easier suit to for your mind to grasp now the king of hearts while he does represent every single piece of what the hearts represent your relationships your emotions the things that affect you at your core the things that may trigger you on a more emotional level versus logic or financial or anything like that. The, the hearts are very, very, very near and dear. And oftentimes when we're speaking of a heart, it's representing a relationship or a person who shares a level of closeness with you. There's some form of bonding there. So, we understand that our king comes from a good family, the good guys. But let's talk about who the king of hearts is. Because he is the 
good guy. He is the the grandfather of the deck, in my opinion. But his story is more important than who he is at this level. Because while the King of Hearts, he represents the ultimate level of divine masculine transformation and this is the man or the masculinity that you aspire to have this is who you are working towards becoming this is the grandfather the protector of us all he is all of those things but he did not get there he he, he didn't start that way if we look at the original imagery of the King of Hearts, let's take a look at the original deck. This is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite image of the King of Hearts. He has his hand on his heart, but then his other hand, his right hand, is clasping a sword and it's behind his head. If you look at his clothing, there are little specks of water or little images of water, raindrops coming down his coat. It's blue. And then there's a little image of a river there as well. His coat is red, which represents the color of emotion, blood, lust, passion, emotion, relationship. All of those things that are that are correlated with the suit of the hearts. So even in his clothing, he represents every single thing that he comes from and what he embodies. But let us talk about the placement of his hands. The first placement, the hand on the heart, represents his tenderness his growth, his ability to empathize, right? That is one thing that I feel like most of the divine masculine we have to grow into, which is learning how to be more in touch with our emotions, learning how to balance out the logic with the emotion. And this is a man who represents the ability and the maturity to do both. He is very balanced in his emotion as well as his logic. He loves you. He cares about you. He's there for you. But then he has his hand grasping a sword that goes behind his head. A stark representation of his past, of whom he used to be. The representation of the brutish force of divine masculinity the representation of the element of protection energy that is correlated with the divine masculine. Even the representation or the slightest inclination of a little eroticism, you never know when he's going to wield that sword, but it also represents his discipline. And that's the biggest portion of this, is that where this was a man who may have lived by the sword or he may have led with his actions, he is a man that has disciplined himself enough to 
put the sword behind his head and to react either with his logic, his heart, but most importantly, his wisdom. He is an older man because the King of Hearts does represent the older version of a man. In some readings, he could also represent a man with lighter features, lighter hair. He might have a lighter complexion. All of these things represent and talks about who the King of Hearts is. Now in Cardamancy, we do not read these cards upside down. However, there are what I like to consider layers to each card that in the Cardamancy divination system, one card has many different meanings. Some of them may be very different and may not meet at a crossroads at all. And this is where the complexity of cardamancy comes in, where it is very, very straightforward. The layers of this system make it very complex. Let's get into the layers of the King of Hearts. So when we see him, we have to remember that this is a patient man, that if this is someone whom you are seeking an answer or something from, he's gonna move on his own time. He's not gonna move instantly. This is a man who has learned to control his anger, but at the same time, he is very powerful. He is not to be tested. He's very, very, very protective of his family, those close to him. There's still very much a strong, must be respected layer in energy of protection correlated with the King of Hearts. He is not a pushover. Wisdom represents a lot of wisdom. So how do we get to become wise through our experience, through the time that we spend here on earth. So whenever one of the layers of the King of Hearts is that oftentimes you are speaking to a man or divine masculine energy that has had many life experiences. They can relate on multiple different levels. This is someone who isn't just, they, they don't have a focal-based thinking, may, meaning that they're only focused on one thing. This is someone who is able to be flexible in their thinking due to their experience. The King of Hearts can definitely be judgmental. Not always the easiest person to talk to. He definitely has what I like to call grumpy old man syndrome and will often remind you of that grandfather who will go to the ends of the earth for you, but is going to complain the entire time they're getting there. So the king of hearts is the divine masculine representation of the love and the light on the surface. However, his layers represent 
the balance and the process of becoming the elevated divine masculine that we have to start from the little boy, the brutish stage of men, the thinking with my actions or thinking with my body parts instead of using my mind and my heart and my emotions. We as men, it takes us a process to get to that place. And this is why I love him so much because he represents every single bit of that process. When the King of Hearts falls in a reading, it is almost always speaking of a divine masculine energy. It could be an ancestor. It could literally be someone that you're getting ready to run into, a lover, or someone that you're going to come in contact with. It also may represent you tapping into your divine masculine energy. It might also represent you needing to grow up or you're on the way or you're on the, the path of elevating. It represents maturity, it represents you having to be wise. It represents that wisdom and patience is required here in this situation. It may represent the support, the investment or the guidance or the protection of a divine masculine energy. And it may also represent, hey, this may just take a little bit more time than expected. The King of Hearts is a very, very, very good card. Very, very good card to come up in a reading. The King of Hearts loves us all, comforts us all, and is the total grandfather of the Cardamancy deck. The Hoodoo and Chill podcast will return after this short ad break. make major decisions without knowing the outcome beforehand? Would you like to know where your relationship is headed or what the future holds in store for you? Sir Bale and I want to assist you in making all the right decisions so that you may live your best life. Are you seeking a new career? Does your love life need insight? Or maybe you want to connect with your ancestors or past loved ones. The realm of divination holds all the answers to your future. Allow us to use our psychic abilities, bone reading, cardamancy, tarot, and mediumship to uncover the answers to your future. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com under classes and services to book your appointment today. Your spirit guides are waiting to speak to you. That's hoodooconjurerootwork.com to uncover your destiny today. Did you know that the Hoodoo Conjure Rootwork Academy is accepting new students? That's right. The HCR Gold Academy is a unique experience tailored to practitioners of all levels. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to the practice or want to enhance your craft. The HCR Gold Academy has a place for you. All students have access to monthly classes, rituals, lectures, and student discounts, as well as the best Hoodoo Network available. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to enroll in classes today. Again, that is hoodooconjurerootwork.com.
Oh man, I am literally writing down. Um, I know we're going to get into and have some, some discussion a little bit later. I literally have like four, um, observ uh, observations and some questions I want to ask about that. Um, thank you, Sierra, for that unbelievably comprehensive, um, introduction to the king, um, the king of hearts. Who, who and what is the king, um, the king of hearts as it corresponds to tarot? Um, this king in the tarot deck, and if you got your decks, you know, get them out, like pull out, you know, pull out these cards, pull out the king of hearts, pull out its, uh, its mate, its correspondent in the tarot, the king of cups, um, and take a look, you know, gaze, get into it, um, First of all, like who is the king, you know, in the tarot? I love the way you started Sierra with like what what is who, you know, like people say, you know, who even are you? <laughs> like or who even am I? The king um in the tarot and especially to me is someone that epitomizes um maturity, um knowledge, uh control of the self. You mentioned logic. Yeah, this is this is, you know, when you're dealing with a king, you're you're not dealing with someone that wants to get into a lot of mess and conflict. You know, they take themselves, they take their maturity, they take their role very seriously. In some way, they're almost always in a role of responsibility, um, of ruling. And, and I'd love to know what you think about this later on, Seer. To me, it almost always means, especially when we're talking about the King of Cups, we're probably talking about somebody that either had an excellent role model with the father or they have learned the lessons of their fathers one way or another for good or for bad. They have learned for the lessons and they gleaned and they've taken knowledge away. And that's in general, you know, like about kings, like who they are, or they represent. Um, and if we're, you know, we're talking about binary, yes, like this generally means, you know, that sacred, that divine, um, masculine, although the card or a king can certainly refer to someone who's gendered differently. Um, and the king of what? You know, the suit. I always love talking about the suits. And it's one of the reasons I love the tarot. Um, and I'm seeing how much I'm going as a student of, of cartomancy, like how much I'm going to love the way the suits, you know, especially in tarot, they correspond to elements, water. You know, this king is holding a cup. And what, is, what does that mean? What does, you know, the, the element water, what does the suit of cups mean in the tarot? And it means um, emotions relationships especially love relationships friendship relationships these these close and quiet feelings that live deep inside um if y'all have been following me or listening to me for a while you know when i talk about the cups i'm almost always talking about those quiet feelings deep inside that if you were to look at someone you wouldn't necessarily know what they were going through right like you wouldn't know maybe if they were in love you wouldn't know if they were having um a spiritual rebirth or they were exploring spirituality or if they were obsessed with something they wanted to bring into life creatively that's what we're talking about like when we talk about the cups and so you know we're bringing those things together oh and there's something else i want to point out to you i love the way Sierra earlier you spoke about how people get into the cups and they get into the hearts first fast um they're excited about it it's normally the suit they want to get to first that wasn't the case for me like i wanted to i'm a fire girl triple leo i wanted to get into the wands but for a lot of people the cups are the first thing that they are quote unquote smitten with and that makes sense right because that's probably the reason you come to cartomancy first it's probably the reason 
you get into tarot first, right? Because th these tools can help you understand how to deal with these emotions, you know, like the entire suit. It's about emotions, relationships, our love life, our friendships, um, our familial relationships. So that's kind of where we're getting, you know, like that's where we're, we get started. And who is the king? Um, who is the king? of cups uh to me if i were to describe this person this is someone again that is um emotionally mature um just look at the card i love doing a deep dive of a card um and a close read of a card it's why when i'm working with folks and i'm teaching i generally you know instead of you getting started of course i help you build your collection i want you to start your collection with sears the soothsayer, you know the soothsayer deck but i want you to have a card that gives you a relatively in tarot anyway a relatively classic rider wade smith version of the card and in that card what do we see we see a man clearly of mature years this is probably somebody over 30 or 35 years of age um and he's resting calmly his face is handsome yet it's serene um we see him draped in that beautiful um you know my um it's not haint blue but you know like my my one of my sisters would probably call it holiness blue the same kind of colors you see when you see depictions of the virgin mary right like that gives you an idea that we're dealing with water spirituality those different realms and of course he's the king of the sea he's clutching this beautiful golden um chalice it's beautiful he and the other hand um, in his right hand he's holding that really big chalice and the left hand he's holding um a scepter which you know confers the confers the fact that he is a ruler he has to rule um over land over people but specifically he is going to be sought and people are going to seek guidance around their freaking feelings so whether it's a relationship right like whether it's dealing with um tumult in the family and he's got his finger on the emotional pulse of what the hell is going on in the background and i particularly love this if you really really do a close look in the background you see a choppy wavy sea stuff you know like there's a storm in the background we see a sea you know we see a boat we see a fish leaping out of the sea and what this generally lets me know is this is somebody that when um, the waters get choppy, when life gets choppy, he is the person you go to. He can almost always calm down a situation. Um, to me, in my mind, he is a de-escalator. Um, so if you're the kind of person in a relationship and you you know you've encountered like a king of cups when you keep trying to bring the drama and he's like, oh, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed you've got some feelings about that. We should probably talk about it. Like he's the person that is not going to join you in that fiery, sometimes passionate, chaotic dance. Sometimes he, she, they are exactly what somebody who's used to being in hair on fire in relationships need and they need to learn from. This is somebody that in some way is feels fatherly. Um, they're not afraid of conversations about the spiritual. They're not afraid of conversations um, around emotions and relationships. Um, and I, you know, this is just one of the kings that when you see it, you automatically feel, oh, okay, all right, probably time to calm it down, settle it down, um, compose yourself or whatever the situation is, especially if you're being called in as someone to help a situation or you're trying to help a situation, you're being called in because 
you're able to access emotional maturity. You've lived enough of life that you've gained some knowledge, some wisdom, especially control of self, control of emotions and control of the relationships. And that's generally, you know, that's a, that's kind of a good general um, opener and kind of a foundation of who the King of Cups is and, and how I'm hoping you can begin to kind of integrate that when you see it. Now on reversals and the King of Cups, let me just tell y'all off top how I feel about reversals. Um, some people love them. I call it a messy deck. Some people like for everything to be topsy-turvy. They are not looking at their deck when they're dealing or shuffling, especially professional readers or cartomancers. They like a hot mess. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if 75% of the cards are upside down. I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I feel that in tarot, there's 78. I call them the sensational 78. Um, I don't need the card because reversals mean something in tarot. And I don't think anyone is so congested that they are so messed up that what is pulled for them is really just the cards being in reverse and everything is a reversal. I don't believe that. So with every client that I work with, I do a scan of my deck, every clubhouse room. If I'm consulting the cards, I do a scan of the deck. I look through each and every one of them and I want to make sure that I'm starting with these cards upright because as I shuffle and a good reader is shuffling, they're shuffling the heck out of those cards. That's why when you see readers on like TikTok or YouTube, you could tell the ones that are really know how to work with these cards because when I shuffle them, one, two, three of those cards are absolutely going to end up in reverse. And those are the cards that we need to pay attention to. Those are the cards that spirit is saying, oh, now this is where we need some work. And spirit is pointing you towards doing that work. So that's how I feel about reversals. And when we see the king of cup in reverse, it means, oh, baby, it's time to time to grow up. Um, time to uh, time to time to grow up time to exert some control over yourself um probably means your emotions are very scattered probably means you're acting um behaving or even internally letting your 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 emotions kind of ruminate and go nowhere um that the storm is going and you're not doing anything to stop it you're in the middle of it you're drowning you know like you're in the middle of it you're drowning under it um and it's time to think about slowing it down asking yourself, am I, you know, do I have people and things that I'm responsible for? And is this kind of emotional roller coaster that I'm on? Am I helping or am I hurting? Um, uh, am I in control of myself and how I feel and how I articulate how I'm feeling? Or am I a hot mess out here? Um, Am I acting from a place of knowledge? Am I accessing and using wisdom, the wisdom of my forefathers, the wisdom of my ancestors, the wisdom you know of my parents, regardless of my relationship with them and how I'm in relationship in them? Am I am I taking their lessons, what they have learned, what they've passed down, what I've observed, and am I using them? Probably not. So if we see that, if we see the King of Cups in a reversal, that means that that is what we need to work on. And I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's safe to say for almost any of the kings. Um, if you are, if you see them reversed and they come up in reverse, it means, okay, slow down. I have some responsibility here and I'm probably not acting and executing in a way that people would want to come to me for advice or leadership. And finally, what does it mean in a reading? Well, you know, of course it depends upon the reading, but in general, it means, okay, you are being called to exercise um, wisdom. You are being called to exercise some emotional maturity, especially when life is choppy. If if things are hot, 
if they are out of control, if the whole situation is I as air and fire, some water is needed to douse it, to calm that down, to like de-escalate it. You're being called to really calm it down, um, to call upon your maturity and wisdom. Um, oh, and if you're looking for someone, if you're looking for a friend, a partner, a mentor, a lover, it means that you should look for someone that looks like the King of Cups, right? You're looking for someone that when you're around them, you feel calm, you feel safe. Um, there's someone that's not afraid of talking about emotions, connections, what they've learned, their past relationships. Um, there's someone that take their leadership role seriously. And again, I like to say this, it probably means they probably have a, you know, if they don't have a decent relationship with a father or a father figure or their parents, they've learned from them. Um, and so that's generally uh, what that means. I like to think, especially if you're starting off, and I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to land, but I think that if you're just learning, take these cards, whether it's the King of Hearts or the King of Cups, and first apply them to you. Your cartomancy and your tarot practice is so very personal. And so I always say, take the first lesson, the first meaning of a card, your first reaction to a card as to how you feel about it. I feel that every one of these cards is a little tiny piece of you. And when they come up in a reading, it means that's the part of you that needs looking at. That's what your ancestors want you to look at. And that's what spirit wants you to look at. The Hoodoo and Chill podcast will return after this short ad break. Thanks for listening to the show. Do you like what you hear? Well, we want to hear from you. Join the Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord server. Use the link in the show description to join the official Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord group chat. See you there. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Chill on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Tell us what you love about the show in the reviews. We love to hear from you. To keep this free content on air, please support the show by sending a donation of love using one of the donation links in the descriptions. Donations keep our podcasts alive and also give us the ability to enhance our content. We graciously thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. So I took some really, really, really good notes. Uh, as always, I like to think of you as my personal tarot tutor. So there are a lot of similarities here. And, and you know, that is, it's so hilarious because, you know, when we first started off this journey, I think both of us, were, we were a little like, okay, so are there going to be a lot of differences? Are they, Is this really going to meet at a crossroads? And we're finding out, as well as our audience is finding out, that cardamancy and tarot go hand in hand. And as these episodes progress, I'm sure the rest of our listeners will see or will learn to correlate a love for both whether you choose not to use both divination systems but to be knowledgeable to both systems i think that it's important whether you're a cardamancer a tarot reader or both i think that it's so important to just develop a natural love knowledge and respect of both systems they go hand in hand so 
one thing that stuck out to me the most because as we're doing this i am literally going through my decks and i am a personal person who loves to start from source and then work my way up so i love all of the different decks that are available you know in in definitely please check out my deck the soothsayer cardamancy deck but right now i want to focus on the rider white and then the original playing card deck and if you turn to the imagery of the king of cups as well as the imagery of the king of hearts on the original decks there's similarity right there in the imagery the king of cups has the river watermark in my opinion i call it the river mark the mark of the river on his crown and the king of hearts sports the exact same symbol on his coat we spoke on the history of tarot and cardamancy in episode one and i said that you know the tarot deck was around before the playing cards and that the playing cards the original imagery were a direct derivative of tarot so when you look at the major arcana of the cardamancy deck what you are truly looking at is a watered down version of portions and bits and pieces of imagery from the original tarot deck so i just wanted to spot that out and i just think that that's very very an important gem to recognize is that both of these kings sport similar similarities on the imagery oh i agree okay so the image that stood out most to me and y'all i love sears deck mine is in the mail i cannot wait till i get it y'all are gonna see it all over um my posts and my feed what i love is not only what you said but what i see about how the king of hearts has put his sword behind him i also notice he's got he, he can also call upon firepower if he needs it it's like it's right next to him he's still someone that protects but i love that like this is someone that has you know um chosen violence in the past right like they have lived a life um they have these experiences and it weren't if it weren't for those emotionally scattered, emotionally immature moments, they wouldn't be the King of Cups now, right? Like they they wouldn't be who they are now. They wouldn't be this, um, this wise person. Like to me, this is the soothsayer. Like when I see that beautiful image in the Sears Cartomancy deck, like this is, it's a wise spirit. Um, and I love that. I feel the same thing. Like, even though you don't see a sword with the King of Cups, you know that this is somebody that has dealt with with um, emotional upheaval. Like perhaps, you know, it was trauma. Who knows what it was that meant that they had to choose violence like at some point and that has led to the development of who they are. I That's one of the things that literally I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Like when I heard that, I was like, now that is a similarity. No, it's so funny that you mentioned that the King of Cups doesn't have a sword because, all right, I, I, I was saying to myself, I wish the King of Cups had some type of sword or something with him um, because in my head, and this is just, this is how I, I'm just laughing to myself. I'm like, dang, did they water him down? But then if you look at the imagery of the Rider White, in my head, I believe that's a warship. There's there's a little ship off to the right behind him, and I believe that's his warship. In my head, I'm like, he he may not hold a sword because he doesn't have to anymore. I'm a king. I no longer have to fight. 
I can call upon my adversaries. I can call upon, you know, the people that are working with me. I can call upon my army to do this for me. So he still has the firepower um, in the tarot deck, but it is his warship. And like I said, that's just my thought on that. And I just wanted to say that another couple of other portions of similarities that I, I, I noticed uh, was the similarities of water being correlated with emotions and relationships wisdom one thing that two things that you spoke on that i really loved was the emotional maturity i'm taking that <laughs> from you i'm gonna be you know i just think that's such an amazingly descriptive word that speaks volumes of not only the king of cups but the king of hearts as well that it does represent a level of emotional maturity and that right there for me is very very gender fluid that's a, that's the gender fluid portion of the king of cups because i think that to be emotionally mature that is something all of us should seek to achieve at some point in our lives and i think for those of us who walk more in the role of the divine feminine when the king of cups or the king of hearts graces your presence in a reading it may be spirit speaking to your level of emotional maturity or asking you to step it up there in that area um another Thing that I caught on to that I really loved was that you called him a de-escalator. And I th thought that also was just such a great descript description of the King of Hearts and King of Cups. So here, can I, can I offer some archetypes? Because especially when you said, I wish he had a sword, I was like, oh, well, let me, maybe, like I, when I'm teaching people what I'd love to do, and I'm sure you do the same thing, I love to have people look at archetype right in different situations and be looking for the tarot cards in the situation so i think of somebody when i look at the king of cups and i think like what are his weapons like to, for a lot of people i think the weapon is like where is his strength what's his superpower is that emotional maturity but i think of archetypes like if we were to look at like superheroes like i think of like an aquaman like um and like jason momoa kind of aquaman um like you know there are people that and i don't even want to get into the dc marvel like you know stuff but there are people like oh aquaman's kind of whack but like no but Aquaman is in, is in and of the sea. He speaks to the sea creatures. He helps, you know, um, he's the kind of person that helps use other people's superpowers and like bring them to the fore. I think of like an uh, a old Greek um, mythology and that pantheon of gods, I think of Poseidon, right? Like I think of Poseidon ruling over the sea, like with his Triton. Um, you can think of King Triton, you know, like King Triton, like, you know, like kind of big and buff and like holding his, um, um, and I also thought it was always beautiful that Triton um, in Disney movies was like a king um, that had daughters, right? Like an entire family of daughters and like how lucky you would be if the King of Cups was somebody that was, you know, your father or like your father figure. So when I think about, you know, like it's just different, right? Like different kinds of superpowers, like different kind of weapons. Um, and I just wanted to offer, I wanted to offer that up to everybody and to be asking you to, to look for that and see that like, you know, when you're, when you're, um, in in kind of your life and looking in pop culture books tv shows be looking for them like be looking for the king of hearts be looking for the king of cups and i just wanted to add that in sierra so couldn't help myself so when we talk about differences right there aren't many but okay 
I want to know what your thought process is on this. So when I think about the King of Cups versus the King of Hearts and we think about differences, I personally think that the King of Cups has integrated a little bit more with his emotional side than the King of Hearts. Um, I think the King of Hearts might be a little bit more balanced when it comes to all portions of his personality. And I think the King of Cups is more like, um, I'm up here, I'm going to stay here, and this is where I want to be. Um, I also think that the King of Hearts just seems a little bit more approachable. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the King of Cups to me is very, very regal, very, very important, and, and, and really wants to display and, and show his importance and walks in that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I, I believe that the King of Cups is a man that his respect will never be questioned because it's like commanded the moment he walks through the room. So for me, um, a King of Cups, if I had to think of a really, really good architect, oh man, I would think like a Steve Harvey. I, I, that, that's the first one that comes to my mind. I, I think this, I think Steve Harvey would probably be my, my ideal version of like a King of Cups to me. Now, when we think about the King of Hearts, Will Smith all day, like Will Smith in 2022. <laughs> Will Smith in 2022. <laughs> is what I think of when I think the King of Hearts, because I feel like, and I use that example because I feel like the, the King of Hearts is, is, is a little bit more balanced when it comes to all layers of his personality. He's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm mature. I'm wise. I'm not that same guy, but don't, test me like I'm I'm here for all of it like my sword is behind my head I didn't drop it I didn't put it down I just put it behind my head and I think that that's like I think it's like the Will Smith syndrome in a, in, a, in, a, in in a sense because like how long did Will just kind of keep it quiet before he just snapped and I think that that is the king of hearts in a sense so that's just what I what okay I so I that was brilliant like I was like exactly that's you know I guess my work should probably be to come up with a different difference but I'm not I'm just going to amplify and echo exactly what you said I agree and it's one of the things that can be frustrating around a king of cups because like when I think of a king of cups I think of someone like uh, President Obama like no drama Obama always calm doesn't matter how nasty um how nasty how gutter whatever that like the the conversation gets he's just going to be elevated he's just up here you even notice in the card king of cups is sitting a little bit up and elevated like from the sea um and they're the kind of person that'll end a disagreement even a nasty fiery disagreement with well i agree to disagree you know which can be frustrating for people because sometimes we're like okay now it's time to fight like violence is wrong but somebody's got to win at the end of the situation and to me the king of cups is like i don't want to start none um and i ain't start this but i'll end it I'll absolutely end it. And I don't have a problem with using the other resources that I've got within me to win. Um, 
he'll do it decisively. I think that was brilliant bringing up Will 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 Smith. They don't want to get violent. They really will be as long. They'll be as calm and cool as long as possible. They even enjoyed that about themselves. But if it comes to it, yeah, they didn't necessarily start it, but they will do what they need to do to end it. Whereas the King of Cups, I feel, would be like, yeah, agree, disagree. And that can be really, really, really frustrating um, and not fun to deal with in a personal way. So I agree with you on that one. So, okay. Another question. From a Master Tarot's perspective, how do you define the King of Hearts? I would know, um, how would I define the, I don't know if I, maybe the way I would answer that is, cause when you, when you say that's here, like the first thing I think is how would I tell somebody to look for the king of, how would I tell somebody to, to look for the king of hearts? And for this, you know, I just go back to looking at, I love studying um, your drawings and your creativity here. Um, you are definitely looking for that dude that, or that person that is not afraid to talk about their spirituality. Like maybe they don't talk about it like morning, moon, and noon and night, but they don't have any problem with when they get into conversation with you, especially kind of a one-on-one, -on -one, like, are we figuring out if we're gonna be friends or intimate? They have no problem talking about that. And they want to know what is your history? What is your past? Like if y'all look at, um, uh, yeah, you all can't see it. Maybe I'll be able to put it up. I can put up that amazing, beautiful drawing, um, that 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 etching, that rendering um, of See Your Strong. Like, because what what just speaks to me about it is how this is a spiritual person. This is somebody who who is able to fully live life in the mundane. They live real lives, but they're also like someone that's probably an intuitive. They're a little bit intuitive. They're like, nah, let's not go over there. Let's not sit over there. Like, uh, vibe in here is kind of messed up. Why don't we go over here and talk? Or yeah, there's something about this food that's like not clean. Like they are somebody I think that um, cares about their body. I think they care about what they put into their body. I think because they know that, you know, how you choose your food, how you treat yourself, what you put in your body, what your body is close to affects your mental, affects your mental, but it really affects your spirituality. Um, to me, I, I hope this doesn't sound crazy, but like when I look at this, this is somebody that's probably vegan, like they're vegetarian, like they are, they are in and about this spirit, but they understand the way the earth and what we consume, the people that we are around affect us. And they're not afraid of that. They're also someone that is, um, to me, they are somebody that knows how to protect their energy. They're the kind of person that's like, babe, you know, I love you, but we need some space right now. I'm gonna stay in the living room. Why don't you hang out? You know, um, you know, either with your girlfriends today, or you know, or um, you know, in the in the book room, or you know, I'm gonna go to the library for a minute. Like, I'll be back because we just need some space. Because they're the kind of person, and they're the kind of person like you would never take it personally, even though everything is personal to them. The reason they're doing it is because they're showing that love, they're showing um, that leadership. And finally, I'm gonna take one more glance because I love looking at this. I love looking at Sears cards. When I y'all are y'all are gonna be, you know that meme, y'all gonna be sick of me. I'm gonna have Sears cards um everywhere. What else is beautiful to me about this? Oh, I love that. Everything about that is so beautiful. Um, they're the kind of person, and finally, I'm gonna say this, like outward appearance, because I think this is so important because people come to us for readings, right? Here for when am I gonna meet this person? Like, who are they? How will I know? And I feel like it's really important to let people know how they're gonna know. This is um, someone who 
is not necessarily super sharp. Maybe they don't, you know, like, maybe they're not super sharp. Like maybe you don't see them in three piece suits. Maybe they're not the dapper dude that has a TikTok like about all his suits, but even in their kind of, you know, casualness with, with the way they dress and carry themselves, they have ease, they have flow, they fit in anywhere, they're observant, they've got big eyes, um, literally and figuratively, we're probably talking about like a Pisces, right? We're talking about cancer, um, or even a Scorpio, so y'all watch out, like that's kind of what I feel, um, that's who that's who the king of hearts is to me. What do you think? Was that a, was that an accurate, was that kind of an accurate depiction of how you, when you design the deck? Cause that's, that's, that's how I'm orienting my learning of cartomancy. I was floating, to be honest with you, as you were speaking, I was literally floating. But to answer your question, it was, I think it was a beautiful and very accurate description of the King of Hearts. And my thought process when I was making all of the images, but especially this image of the King of Hearts was, I really wanted to showcase the balance of who the King of Hearts was. Um, you know, some of the images are a little eccentric because my mind, my creative mind, that way, uh, some of them, are, it's, it's very in your face. The deck is very in your face, some of the images. So if we look at the King of Hearts on my particular deck, he's sitting there um, and in front of him is his bones and shells. So he is a man who has mastered the arts. There are multiple divinations sitting in front of him. He's candles, he's, I'm sorry, fire scrying. There's candle burning. Um, he's doing a bone reading as well as he has his playing cards sitting in front of him. Now, when I correlate that with the King of Cups, I look at him as a master of the elements because he has to understand the king of pentacles, the king of the king of swords and the king of wands to become the king of cups. You know, water is the strongest element. Everything derives from the water. Without it nothing shall exist. Um I also feel like it represents a piece of the balance between the divine masculine and feminine because let's be honest water is 100% a feminine energy so i wanted him to represent his spiritual growth in his mastery and his discipline but also to showcase from where he came to get there um as well as just throw in a few pieces of elements of my own story. So when you're looking at this card, you're looking at, I feel like my story in a way. Um, to his left of him, there's a gun instead of a sword. And it's kind of like him. Um, to the right of him, there is a cup of uh, rum. And, you know, he's tattoos on his face. There's even a gang tattoo on under his eye because I wanted to tell the story of the modern day spiritual guru, what he looked like in 2022. You know, it might have been a, a, a man who was once upon a time a gang member or, 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 or someone who wasn't as spiritually elevated. They came from a dark place and they became a king of cups because he's experienced the, 
darkness of the king of spades he's understand the financial growth of the king of diamonds and he's understood the the love and the balance and, and the manhood of the king of clubs so here he is at his mastery but everything that is around him is also representing pieces and portions of his story you know he might have used to drink you know, he might have used to be violent or, or maybe not the best person, you know, but who he is today is a master. So that is that is it. I think, Seer, I'm I'm so happy. I feel so full at the end of these rooms. You are truly helping me fall back in love with Clubhouse again. Well, we are at our closing and I just want to thank each and every last one of you for coming through sticking with us through the show we really hope that you all gain some higher insight on cardamancy as well as tarot we really hope that this meant something to you and if not we still invite you to come to our show next week as well so with that being said i just want to remind each and every last one of you that you are strong you're so strong you are powerful you are capable your magic is potent. It is fluid. Today is the day that you are going to step out into your prosperity and grasp hold of all of which is deserved to you. You come from the best of the best. Your bloodline is divine. You were intricately created. It wasn't by chance. You come from magicians, doctors, lawyers, warriors, kings, queens, and so on and so forth. So today, my people, as you step out into your prosperity, I send you out with love and light. And with that, I release you into the atmosphere. Seer, um, it has been such an honor to hold this space with you. Um, Oh, may the seeds of what we've planted today um, help people grow a new practice, a new practice. May it help them get further and closer in touch with their true authentic selves. And I don't know that there's anything more to be said on top of your beautiful ending. I'm just going to wish everybody um, in this room, within the sound of my voice, all the love in my heart and terror, power and soul. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Bye, y'all. This episode of Cardamancy Meets Tarot was sponsored by the Hoodoo and Chill podcast and the Pillars in the Porch podcast. Available on Spotify and Apple, as well as all other streaming platforms. If you love the Hoodoo and Chill podcast and want to support content creators and to keep this platform streaming for free, please utilize the link in the description to send a donation of love. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network.